in case you missed it on Newsbreak. Now I'd like to welcome uh, Mr. Ashraf Gardhan to the program. Mr. Gardhan, I have to say, it's the first time I'm interviewing you. <laughs> well, it's always the first time. It's always a reason, isn't it? It's always the first time. And, you know, it's, it's at, at, this, at, the, at the risk of fanboying, <laughs> I'm going to say that Mr. Ashraf Gardhan has been one of my greatest inspirations in my career as a broadcaster and as a journalist. So absolutely surreal to interview you. And I really hope I don't fumble over my words. <laughs> well, listen, we'll, we'll forgive you if you do, because I think the cause is, is a greater cause, which is obviously the issue of COVID-19, and yeah. that's why we're talking right yeah. now. But thank you, thank you very much for your kind words. And yeah. I think, um, you know, affirmations um, across the board uh, for, for all of us yeah. are, are, are particularly important. And for the, uh, if, if I can digress for a second, I mean, yeah, one of yeah. the things that I'm involved in with, with the Champion South Africa movement is a particular phrase that, that you need to internalize, which is champion people, build champion nation. So, yeah. in fact, what you've just highlighted in your intro yeah. is the need to identify champion people yeah. and to use those champion people to amplify other people to become champions in the hope that they become a champion nation. So I take what you said yeah. um, in, in the great spirit and, and most appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, because it's all about inspiration, isn't it? I think in a time of COVID-19, inspiration, no matter how big or small, is is really needed. But Mr. Garda, first tell me, how are you feeling? I, I'm, I'm reasonably well, thank, thank goodness for that, right? Um, you know, slight hiccups, you, you, like, like this morning, I felt a bit croaky, just now felt slightly, slightly short of breath, nothing, nothing significant. But, but overall, as we're well aware of, you know, COVID-19, when it, when it infects people, uh, does so at, at different degrees, and, and, and that's the part we can't preempt, right, um, until we get it. I I like to think that I I think it appears that I've been pretty fortunate. Thank thank goodness yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, I'm probably going to be fine compared to mm. others, as yeah. you know, that yeah. end up with serious breathing problems yeah. and get yeah. into hospitals and, and have you. So I I think I think I'm going to be fine. And yeah. uh, my wife, by the way, just tell you hasn't tested, but she, yeah. you know, living with me. The, the, the general rule is that if the person's next to you, mm. there's a very good chance yeah, they are. Yeah. She showed all the symptoms that I have. You know, she's slightly more foolish and, and does have headaches, which I don't have. Mm. Uh, but but overall, I, I I think we're we're good to go. Yeah, Mr. Garda, let's let's just confirm it then. So at this point, are you COVID nineteen positive or negative? Because I know that you're in isolation. No, I'm I'm, I'm positive. I mean, that's that's precisely the point. I'm. Mm. And positive, and and obviously, I have had symptoms that warranted me to have myself tested, which I did on on Wednesday, right, and got the results late on in the afternoon or just before the evening, that confirmed that. So officially positive for four days, if I can count it. But as you may know now, the first three days of you being positive, you don't even know that it, it will show. So whether people are symptomatic or asymptomatic. So even the symptomatic ones, the first three days, you wouldn't even know about it. It doesn't yeah. even show up, right? So for me, day four was the day that I had a bit of a cough, a bit of a, but, but nothing significant, just a bit of a, you know, uh, clearing of the throat. And you and I know that in our, in our industry, clearing of the throat is a big issue, right? Yeah. So that was the one. And then that continued on Tuesday as well. But nothing that was significant to the point where even on Tuesday night, I was able to host a, a webinar for two hours 
and quite comfortably so, without without even drinking any water. I was very, yeah. very comfortable. Yeah. But the Tuesday night around 11 o'clock, after watching the, the, the Man United uh, Brighton game, by the way, which is a big interest I have in life, which is watching Man United play football. So after watching all of that at about 11 o'clock at night, the first significant thing happened. I, I developed some genuine cold shivers, right? Now, we know Mr. Garda, I cold, think be careful but, here. A lot of Manchester United fans around. You don't want to antagonize anybody. Well, I'm not going to antagonize <laughs> anybody. I thought I may antagonize the Liverpool supporters. You know, but, <laughs> but there, because I did, I could say I started feeling better on Thursday night when, when Man City beat Liverpool. Well, that's another old <laughs> completely, right? No, so on Thursday night around 11 o'clock, I developed some cold shivers. Um, and was concerned about that, but then went to bed and then I was fine. But at about 5 a.m., so Wednesday morning, 5 a.m., my, my wife felt me, and I was fast asleep, and she said, do you have any idea how hot you are? I was, I was like completely boiling, right? Um, yeah. And uh, then we realized there was something happening, but and very quickly, I mean, we're not naive to, to, to the goings-on around us, so you, it's not a normal flu. We say, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, Immediate alert, I called my doctor, um, Dr. Yakub Esak, which is ironically is also the president of the Islamic Medical Association, who's played a major role, um, I think, in, in providing information to government around uh, places of worship, uh, whether they should be closed and, 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 and social distancing. So he obviously is very much clued up with this, right? And then I, w- I had myself tested because he advised I definitely do so. And um, and then, of course, it was confirmed uh, later that evening that, yes, in fact, you, you are positive. Now, one of the concerns I've always had is that I'm asthmatic. So even in the build-up, and we've heard about the virus spreading around the world and, and, and who's vulnerable, the issues of, of being asthmatic always concern me because it could trigger something. And as we know, this is a respiratory issue. Uh, but, but thank goodness at this point in time it hasn't quite happened. I'm delighted for that. Direction. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about treatment then, because of course you know when you. Um are diagnosed with COVID-19, the first thing we think about is that complete, uh, the word is not even isolation, the word is quarantine, you know, you should not be in contact with anybody. Um, But what's the treatment like in terms of, you know, an an actual sort of regimen to fight COVID-19? And for yourself with an underlying issue, what becomes the sort of treatment options for you while in quarantine? So let's start with the last bit, you know, because of the underlying issue of asthma, I've, I've taken asthma pumps, um, well, religiously, just about every day in the mornings uh, of, of my life, right? Just as a preventative, even though you're not tight, right? But um, certainly this week, I've definitely taken it, even if I haven't felt there's a problem at all. So that's the one thing. The rest of it is a combination between what the doctors prescribe. Now, we know there's no vaccine, there's no cure, but the prescriptions are really to... To, to, to manage yourself and to build up a, a type of immune yeah. so that you can fight it off. It's to basically make yourself stronger, right? Um, so, so there's a series of medicines the doctors have prescribed, which is a combination of you know vitamin C, vitamin D, and and some some um, zinc tablets as well. Um, and then you know taking things like like natural vitamin C, like natries, for example, which I do enjoy. Uh, so that's been good. Then there's a few you know herbal remedies. I mean, you probably know the black seed oil has been doing the rounds, and, and everybody has suggested one should do that. And and uh, we've certainly taken that, right? Um, and, you know, at, at certain times in the day, and I wouldn't bore you with the technical details, but I think that that, in essence, has been it. The rest of it, of course, you, you isolate yourself from the rest of the family. Now, with myself and my wife, we're together, so we are 
isolated from my children, but in fact, we are we are very much chilling on our own, right? Call it, uh, you know, just uh, so, so we're not totally isolated as in cut off. In, in some cases, you get people on their own totally, which is yeah, not the case yeah. uh, in, in ours, yeah. 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 And I think, um, you know, and I want to talk about this and I don't know if, you, you know, possibly you've not had too much of an experience with this, right? Because you've, you know, been diagnosed and then off off home you go to quarantine. Um, yeah. But an issue that's been doing the rounds, um, a bit of an, you know, the narrative is constantly changing. There's new hot topics about COVID-19 as it progresses. The issue of stigma with many concerned about those who do test positive facing a certain degree of stigma of, you know, possibly being shunned as if they are, you know, um, uh, carriers of some sort of, um, you know, as we've seen it in terms of disease. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, I wonder if you've experienced it and, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, here's the thing. And, and, and you know, maybe because my, my, my beat is, is, is in the media space like yourself, I, I know the importance of information and communicating information to other people. Once I knew that I was positive, and of course, in the period of the day before the results came, you prepare yourself in terms of, you know, uh, various possibilities. So mentally, when I got the call from the doctor to say, look, you are positive, um, immediately, of course, you tell your wife and you tell your children, so you know that. And then within a few minutes, I, I messaged my, um, I, I voice noted my, my brothers and sisters, like, you know what, this is the position. And then we have a Garda family group, um, which, I, which I sent it to all of them. So within like an hour or half an hour, they all knew that. By about eight o'clock that night, I, I posted it already on my, you know, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook feeds. I did that right away, and I must be honest with you, I, I never felt it. Never, I never even second guessed as yeah, to why should yeah, I do so. It, for yeah. me, it was just the obvious thing to do because people follow me; they follow what I do daily. This is a a global pandemic, um, and we've been told it sounds terrible, but we've been promised that 60, 70% of the population will get it. So but what I'm saying, your, your listenership right now, is 70% of the people listening at some stage are bound to get it. What yep. we don't know is when will they get it. Yep. So I never, I never even hesitated. Yep. But what I did find surprising thereafter, uh, and I chatted to Priscilla Lewis from you know, SABC News uh, mm. TV on, on the DSTV, right? And she was talking about the issue of stigma and how often when they try to line up guests, people are reluctant to come forward. Um, And then I think the gravity got to me about the fact that people are are, are not saying much. I know Heidi Jokic from ENCA has been saying the same thing, right? Because she's also COVID positive, meaning that many others who are are not saying anything for a fear of some sort of stigma. So I haven't been the victim of that. But but to to those who who are thinking that one should have a stigma, I'll repeat what I've said before. Like, so what have we done? Quite honestly, what have we done? We are human beings around the globe with a highly infectious and highly infectious disease where it's a case of who's next, right? So it's me today. Sadly, it's going to be somebody else tomorrow. I think the more important part, therefore, in sharing it, and I've been very willing to share it, um, and you know, now I've, I've created a hashtag just called South Africans with COVID, not even the 19, just South Africans with COVID, so that when people can share it, it will be able to pick up those uh, those uh, conversations. 
I think it's a important to share the conversation so that people destigmatize and say, don't be ridiculous about like hush hush, right, type of thing. But the the bigger important issue is that the learnings, because we all learn from what other people do. So, for example, there's a, there's a lady, right, uh, by the name of Nadia, Nadia Adam, I think it is, but. She's got an Instagram account called. Um, let me let me get that right. Um, I think it's called. Um, it's well, I, I, it's called Fair Functions. Yeah, Fair Functions by Nadia on Instagram. Now, Nadia and her family, uh, I think her husband, they they were positive about a week before I right. And when I when when I followed her, we found the insights she was sharing. Uh, from a medical point of view, day-to-day issues as a mother who's got children, young children, they were they were invaluable. So so I was following her before, and I'm certainly following her even now, right? Yeah. Um, and although she's in the event management business, it's fair functions by Nadia and, and giving me important insights. Now my point is this: I think people can't underestimate that that the reality is this that you have the, the, the Minister of, of Health as well in Kizeh, you have the President of the country, President Ramaphosa, you've got Professor Abdul Karim from your neck of the woods. All these people present the professional view. Yeah. Right? But people want to get the human view. They want to get Absolutely, the because it's and it's something you can so you can learn from that because it's an actual, you know, directly relatable sort of reality that could could hit you. But Mr. Ashraf Garda, we thank you so much for making the time to actually spread that awareness because I think that was a very important point of this conversation to inform South Africans that, wait a second, uh, based on the way the virus is spreading currently between July and August, um, the reality is that a lot more people are going to get it and this is what you kind of need to be prepared for. I, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, therefore, I'm going to encourage people to do this. Follow me, please do follow me on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, and but but also comment, you know, use your own experiences with hashtag South Africans with with COVID, South Africans with COVID. Just talk about your experiences and, and here's the important point. Even if you're not infected, although we know that seventy percent of the population over a period are likely to get infected, even if you're not infected, you certainly are affected right now. So even people close quarters we all need to learn from this experience. Wonderfully said there. If you're not infected, you are affected. Thanks so much, Mr. Ashraf Garda. We wish you all the best on your recovery. We'll check in with you and to see how uh, better you're doing in a couple of days. Happy to connect anytime. Thanks, uh, thanks for the platform, Teresh. Wonderful. Mr. Ashraf Garda there, of course, here is a former uh, SABC anchor, presenter, journalist and the founder of the Champion South Africa Movement. Okay, it's time to go now to a lot of your voice notes, a lot of your uh, conversations with regard to this. Yeah, so Rama Murli says, thanks for the interview with Ashraf. I hope we are wishing him well. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.